Welcome to the Searching for SaaS podcast, where you'll join Nate and Josh, two founders on very different stages of their businesses. Nate is earlier on his journey and is looking for something to stick, while Josh is in the company building phase. Together, they will geek out on software as a service and share their stories. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How are you today? Doing good. My voice sounds a little bit different today, if you haven't noticed that, and uh, getting some orthodontic work done, so I apologize to anybody if it sounds a little off. I don't know. I think your your deep voice on the podcast, which whenever I listen to an episode, just has this resounding thing. I think it's because your height and your size. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, and uh, was- yeah, so I, I think I don't. I don't know if anyone will notice the the slight, the slight impediment you might have or something. There you go. How's things with you? Ah, uh, good, good. It's been, let's see, just had Father's Day, right? So happy Father's Day to yeah. you. Yeah, you as well. Yeah, thanks. And then maybe as the listeners might've been noticing, we've been querying out for a bit of feedback lately, um, which Maybe if we tell the backstory about that a little bit, maybe we'll get a little bit more feedback, but we've gotten a few and it's been, so do want to thank the people that have submitted some feedback. So, but yeah, just, I think the general thing is we are at this point, 18 episodes in, I think when we first asked for the feedback was around 16. Yeah. It's a long ways we've come. It's true. It's true. And I feel like there's this in Maybe maybe it's always just me, but there's always this serendipity going on with timing in the universe and stuff. So, <laughs> at this all at the same time, where you know we hit 16, we we had the interview with Arvid, so that was a bit of a, a change up to our normal regiment. And I think I had a day. I I, I called you during an early morning dog walk and had this kind of yeah. uh, just like I'm like. How do you feel about the podcast? Very open ended, <laughs> and you're like, like uh, I'm like, uh oh, this is going to be a deep discussion. <laughs> like, uh, and I think even initially on that, I was like, oh, is this an episode? And, and you're like, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Let's see where this goes. Just, just in a in a casual phone conversation. So, but to speed us up, it just led us to, hey, let's let's find out what, what the you know what the listeners want. I think it is helpful for us to get some sort of engagement and understanding of like i don't know and just not feel like we're just talking into the wind so to speak yeah yeah i think that's the biggest part of it kind of what prompted our discussion too is like we're, we're talking all of, through all these episodes and we're really like we're really enjoying it at least for myself i'm loving it but yeah you're right it's like it feels like we're just talking and who knows what everyone else cares about right right so i mean and i think if what i did mentally was track back to the original whys right so hmm. I know for me was helping you, which I would say if we were to score these things, it's helping you has probably been, if we were to say out of 10, I don't know. I think we're moving you along, but at the same time, you know, we haven't quite got you to your, your own SAS yet, but at the same point, you know, that'd be pretty monumental if we did it that quickly. <laughs> so, Yeah, I think so. I think that's a pretty tough challenge. Uh, I was really curious to see what you were going to say for a number there. Wait, did I give a number? What did I actually No, say? you didn't. Oh, I didn't. Okay, so out of 10, I'd say, uh, I'd, I'd probably say we're probably about a three or a four. I don't know what it's, I mean, a 10 would have been a phenomenal, like, hey, you're already, you're at like $300 MRR on this new project that we just kicked off as of like three months ago. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I think I think a lot of the stuff we've talked about has been a lot of knowledge changes, and I can see the the way that my perspective on things is shifting, and I think that that's uh, that's some really important first steps. I wouldn't want to discount it and say that a three out of ten is like failure or something. No, and again, these are just the whys, and we can't control the outcomes, which. You know, maybe if we did reach this, this would be the end of the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope not, no. But, but I think the second one for me was like helping others. So that, that's the part where without the engagement and understanding, it's hard. I, I, I can't score that. Like I don't have any sense on that. Um, yeah, it's re- really hard to get the, the feedback. You need the feedback loop to score that, right? Right, and that's, I think, why we even thought about just, you know, doing the survey to start anyway. So the other ones I had, and if I recall correctly, one of them was just exploring podcasts as a medium. And I'm enjoying that. I think that was probably the, the most exciting part about, you know, these past, like, three or three or four months. For me, it was just exploring this as a medium. It was a new creative endeavor and something I yeah. haven't done before. And I think we were, like... We had some episodes we never even posted because we're like, oh, yeah, that just was not really <laughs> good. And we both knew it and felt it. And we're like, yeah, let's, let's, let's just not even do that one. So. But, but thankfully, those have been few and far between. Like, I think as we've gone along, we've definitely gotten better at doing things that at least we think sound decent. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I think there was only one that, we've t- didn't, that we left on the cutting room floor, honestly. So. Yeah. And then the last item was just refining my speaking and trying to slow down and be more concise, which I want to say I've improved on, but I can't 100% say. Maybe I'll have to listen back and listen to maybe the speed I talk or some other things. Well, I I do the editing for the show, and uh, I can say that compared to your first episode, we're definitely doing quite a bit better. But I think in the last, like maybe eight episodes or so, it's probably flatlined and kind of stayed somewhat similar. Not that it's terrible. It's just, I think, I think it'd be really good to listen to and see what you think. What are you, what are you rating it on? Like the number of ums and transitions and things like that? Or is there a scoring in the script or something? This magical statistic? No, (laughs) (laughs) there isn't, there isn't a magical scoring, but like as I'm listening to the the episode, I kind of listen to how the the conversation is progressing, and how how many like good points are being made in a certain block of time, and I found that especially compared to the first episode we did, our points of conversation are coming faster and they're more they're clearer, which mm-hmm. I think is really important. But I think that we still, I think both of us probably still have quite a bit of work to do on that. That's fine. Yeah, and I think yeah we're. Yeah, it's, I think you're right. It is, yep. it is what it is. <laughs> yep, true. And like I kind of started in the beginning, a lot of the universe was, you know, not only my own Twitter painting about, you know, what we're doing and having an existential moment about 16 episodes in, but like I said, the, the universe was also talking to me in some way, shape, or form after that, right? So we started the survey, and then I think there's that reddit post that i think has been going around at least i've seen it in a couple different places like on twitter and and some slack channels and things like that Um, yeah what would that one was about essentially about creators right and and podcasting stats 
Yeah. And actually that was from a conversation I was having with a mutual friend and he was kind of, he had done a podcast in the past and was kind of like, I know you've done all these episodes and I know you guys are feeling like you're not hearing much feedback, but Hey, you should check this out. Like, I think you guys should maybe consider like, you know, push on and, you know, maybe reconsider like what the reasoning is of why you're doing the podcast. And this episode, this article might help you with that. Hmm. Yeah. And so the, the general, so it's called, I think we'll, We'll link to it in the show notes, but it's called The Art and Science of Getting to the Very Top of Crowded Creator Markets. Mm. So so what were your biggest takeaways out of that? Anyway? I guess the biggest thing was just kind of like lots of people give up fairly quickly and, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of nuance to it, but just like pushing on and just being consistent really sets you apart from the rest of the pack. What, what did you think of it? I mean, I agree with it. I mean, I think it's probably in general same you could probably say the same thing about bloggers you know 10 years ago even SaaS businesses all of these things i think they i feel like they build up a level of momentum and you get better over time you know when what i think we all would love to be an overnight success but <laughs> all of these all of these things you know even as we're talking about you know our rapport and how we're talking and are we being more concise and things like that like those are hopefully improving over time, but you know maybe the people listening early on are like, oh yeah, that's good, but you know it didn't didn't hit hit them hard enough that they wanted to. They're like raving about it, or they heard three awesome episodes in a row, and now we're we're we built up some some momentum and some fan base or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what what I, th- what I thought was really interesting that was in the article too was that it was talking a lot about expectations. And how if you had higher, like really high expectations for yourself, you were more likely to quit because basically you would try and fail. And then on seeing your failure and comparing that to your expectations, you'd be like, oh, I can't do this. Like I'm useless at this. Right. I think that's kind of interesting just because like with startup stuff, I've kind of felt the same way where I have, maybe I get too excited about an idea and I set these really high and lofty goals. And then when I don't make it, then it really, really can push, like really weigh down on you. But if you kind of more take the approach of like, I'm, I'm working on this thing that's fun and I don't have like crazy expectations for it. It's just something that I'm doing that seems like a good idea. Then that, that can really change how you think about it. Yeah, I could see that. So it's more of the reminding ourselves of the notion that you can only control what you can control. So like... And I can see that definitely, like, let's say from your standpoint on developing software and building a lot of software over the years, it's like the end goal and the, like, you know, you're successful when you give it to the customer and the customer is happy, but they're already paying customer to you. So they're paying for your time, but at the same time you, you do the job and they pay you that, that closes the loop and was successful. And hopefully you're getting even bonus stuff out of it as they rave about it or as they continue to work with you or other things like that. But that in itself is a nice closed loop, like set a goal, check it off. It got accomplished where this creator stuff is so much dependent on you're not getting that feedback, right? It's just out there. Right. But I think, I think you could apply this even to like a, a software consulting type of situation or a SaaS situation where it, when you start the project, it looks monumental especially if it's a really difficult problem and you don't have any idea how you're going to tackle it or you don't have any idea of all the nuance of how you're going to get there. 
And by just starting and just working out the problem piece by piece, you will get there. And I know that from experience, but if you just try, if you try and like, okay, in two weeks, I have to finish this project. And you're just focused on like, two weeks, I have to finish the project. You just, I ended up just stressing out and like feeling like I'm not achieving the goal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. No, I, 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 yeah, that's interesting. Cause I think part of what I see with what we're doing is, you know, we set up these other whys, like mm -hmm. learning podcasting as a medium, refining mm -hmm. speaking, and all those things are moving along. And it's interesting just thinking about like, what are the intrinsic benefits that we're getting from that? And if we're focusing on that piece, and that seems to be a lot of the resounding advice, like you said, you know, the, the friend you were talking about this was like, you know, keep going. Like you just, you know, you're just kind of, you're still getting started. Like, don't worry about it. Actually, I was mm -hmm. talking to another podcaster the other day and he just said, I was kind of explaining the problem. He's like, I just don't look at the stats is what he said. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Nate does. Nate doesn't look at the stats. Josh looks at the stats and then Josh doesn't feel great or whatever. <laughs> so hmm, Josh, stop yeah. looking at the stats. I don't know. The only other thing I wanted to note about that article was, you know, it was trying to kind of frame it in that way. And one of the pieces was it's like, it's like you could be at the top 1% of podcast in the world. You only need to publish 21 episodes. So in that light, we're, have done what 18 and mm. so this one plus two more and we're in the top one percent if we want to feel like we've <laughs> accomplished something woohoo look at us go <laughs> the other one on there was it said your competition is not the two million podcasts that are out there it's mm. the twenty thousand podcasters who didn't quit while i like that from a motivational standpoint i'm also like yeah, that's the 20,000 that didn't quit that are already still doing it. But how many people are also starting today too? So you're still competing with a lot of people. And maybe it's more than, it's definitely more than the 20,000 that they would say are in the top like 1%. But yeah, yeah I agree with you. On, I, I agree with you on that. I don't think that that's a good motivation, but I don't think it's reasonable. Right. Right. Another thing that I thought was kind of interesting was the, the lead and lag metrics. And it was basically like saying, when you look at someone who's successful, you might see something like, oh, this guy decided he wanted to, you know, quit being a lawyer and be an author. And, you know, he's an awesome guy. Look at him go. And that's one way of looking at it. But the, the, the kind of the beneath the surface thing that matters is that guy also wrote a page of his book every day. And that was his way of getting started. He, he, did the work. And I think that sometimes you can just be captured by the spectacle of, well, look what this person did as opposed to like, how did they get there? Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's probably part of it. I think maybe in the beginning when we were, when we were promoting the podcast a little more, like I did send it out to our referral rock email list and we got a big boost then. And then it sort of hit the, okay, we've done all the basic things. It's out there. All of our initial friends and family probably downloaded it, listened to it a little bit, and they're like, good job. And then they kind of moved on with their lives because they're not really our target audience anyway. And now it's kind of hit this, I would say, a flattening part of the, the thing. And if I really think about it and focus on what the end goal is, it's not necessarily to to have a massive like audience. And I think that's also this this article was talking about you know, being a creator and trying to be this top thing. And I don't think that's our goal anyway. So, which is interesting to kind of think of, okay, well, 
what is that number that helps us feel like we have an impact? I, I don't know yet um, what mm -hmm. that is exactly, and, and maybe putting a number on it may, may, may not be the greatest thing at this point anyway. It's just like, okay, let's do this for X period of time, and we'll check in every once in a while, see how it goes, and, and if our energy yeah. levels are, are good and we keep enjoying this, then that's reason enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think like this is a little bit tangential, but like I've always really admired some people who have these really tiny businesses who don't have a giant following, who aren't trying to be the biggest, best, whatever, and they just work on their businesses in the best way that they can, that they know how, and they just they're just happy with that. They just, you know, plug away at it. And I think that's kind of related to this too. It's like, yeah, sure there might be a point where it doesn't make sense for us to do it, but yeah, just doing a good job at where where we're at is also a good thing. The last piece of my universe speaking to me was I listened to a podcast that I poked my head around a couple of times. It's called Startup to Last. It's it's a, also kind of in our similar scope and community. And they had a they had an episode recently, and I listened to it, and I said, "Hey, you should listen to this too." I think it was their celebratory like hundredth episode, and mm -hmm. they've been doing it for two years. I think on a weekly yeah. basis. So it definitely was kind of like this. Hey. Let's take a look at the future and see what, what, what they say, what were their lessons learned. And it's interesting how much their path, even in the beginning, them describing the beginning parts of their first like 20 episodes or something like that sort of definitely resonated with me. But that was another one of those serendipitous like universe. Hey, Josh, listen to this as well. So what, what, what did you get out of listening to that? Episode? Well, the, the one thing that really jumped out to me was they took... I think they did like three hours worth of prep and editing time on their first episode. So like they do like one hour of recording and then like mm -hmm. three hours of editing afterwards and like two hours of prep before. So it's like an insane amount of work. And now they just do like one hour and I think 15, one hour of recording and like 15 minutes of post-production or something like that. That was right. as, as the think, person who edits. What do you think edits, we do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. As the person editing the show, I was like, whoa, that's insane. I spend like, I don't know, maybe half hour editing the show or something like that. I definitely but think I th that could take away from your energy too, right? Like if, if you spent that much time on it, so. Oh, totally, totally. But I think the, like the overarching thing that I kind of got from them was that they were doing it because they enjoyed hanging out together and that was what was kind of keeping them going. And the odd person that really benefited from their conversations out there, that kind of provided a lift to them as well. At least that's what I kind of got from it. Right. And did they say like one of them listens to the episodes afterwards and one of them didn't? I don't remember. Was it was it Tyler yeah. that, that listens to them or didn't? I don't remember. I, I forget which name was which, but I think it's the editor guy who was listening to the listening to them afterwards. Yeah, there's Rick Rick and, and Tyler and mm. yeah, I don't I don't remember who was the editor and who was I think I think Tyler's the editor for some reason. I don't know why. So Yeah, anyway. I don't know. So cool. Yeah. And I think some of the other things I got out of listening to them and what they really, they personally benefited from was, I think they said, you know, the ones that they were workshopping things together, like working through problems together. I think that really helped, you know, give a residual benefit for it. And the other one, like I said, or like you mentioned was less prep. They lowered the effort on the prep and that kind of probably just took some of the pressure off and some of the maybe dragging parts of it, the parts that would 
kind of take away the energy that you may or may not be getting from from even doing the recordings yeah totally yeah like you're trying so hard to follow the script and then like it kind of falls flat because you've you're basically reading a script i feel like that would be really tricky right or you're just trying to make them too good right or you're just worried about it or you're like you want to cover a topic but you're not letting the organic happen and i think we've done a better job at kind of doing a little bit less prep before I think we've had we if you probably look at our notes of how we prepped it's gotten less and less not just from a time perspective but also I think we realized just leaving room to let more of the organic things happen I think it's yeah, been totally helpful yeah and I think kind of inversely to that they were talking about the the episodes where they tried to teach people stuff they said that that didn't really go very well because they like very quickly ran out of content and found felt a little bit weird talking about some of the things that they maybe weren't experts in. Right. And I could see that too. And that's where the workshopping where it's really like, they're just, they're just talking to each other about helping each other solve different problems, which I'm not sure if we've done that a whole lot. And between you and me, I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's been like, I'm almost coming in as a coach with some of the way we've done some of the earlier ones, like, Hey, let's do this. And we have these challenges and we are kind of workshopping some of your things, but then I think I've been definitely more reluctant to, to share. And I don't know if that's just me personally, or also a combination of just some of the things that I'm struggling with. And that's, I think where a lot of people start is may not necessarily be the best to talk about on a podcast, either it has a lot of context or has to do with a lot of yeah things that are going to be hard to explain the full backstory and complexity to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. To but I think we still do some like you know what when when one of us talks about a particular idea, we'll often push back and forth on each other, and I think that kind of falls into the workshopping category. Although we don't like do it fully, like as in a whole episode worth of that. I don't think. Right. Right. So what it did lead me to thinking. I know we've had a couple discussions a little bit off the off the air on this but it's we're just thinking about mixing up the format a little bit and i think after having arvid and i i thought it was pretty interesting having a guest on and the dynamic that that created how did how did you feel about having a guest on i thought that was great i love that yeah and i think i i liked it a lot too i think that actually played more well into our different perspectives. Cause I think we just broke it up. I said, here, I'll handle the early parts. You handle the later parts because you read the book and you actually might have <laughs> good questions <laughs> for him. But, but I think that worked well cause it let a person just like, okay, we're going to have this person on. What do I want to ask them? And we kind of mm-hmm. just divided and conquered and, but then we still left room for organic intervention and interruptions between, you know, and anyone within like the scope of those sections. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like, I think that's one of the best ways to learn too. It's like, you're just chatting with an expert, just asking them questions, right. And see what they think. Yeah. And, and that's something I added to my list of like, if we started doing more of those, it's, you know, in terms of just the intrinsic benefits of this, but just our own learning, right? Like mm-hmm. sticking us two in a room back and forth and just talking about stuff we learned you're gonna, we're going to run into a wall. We're going to run out of things to talk about, or it's just going to be the two of us in our own little <laughs> echo chamber. But 
bringing someone in kind of just brings a different energy, a different level of expertise. And I do think it's something we could, we should keep doing, but also don't want to take away necessarily from the spirit of the show as well. Like I don't want to turn us into a, uh, a grind of interviewing someone every week because I think that can wear yeah. on people as well from a from a podcast host perspective. Yeah, yeah, we're the we're the variety show, <laughs> right? And then it's like like half of I mean, so we've already started lining up a couple up a couple other people we can interview that I think will be a lot of fun. So I'm excited about adding that into our mix. But I can tell you, scheduling is sometimes a a bit of pain, right? Like we're scheduling between three or four people and time zones and things like that. And yeah, especially when Nate puts the wrong dates on, that makes it (laughs) even more fun. True. So I do think that, but I do want to keep like one of the things I've noticed is that like the workshopping part of like where your progress in your search Mm -hmm. for SaaS is going, I feel like it's hard for us to talk about it on a weekly basis. And even if we are, it's in very small little chunks and maybe it's in our intros and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I I wouldn't mind proposing even, maybe we're just doing episode, like an episode specifically to that, maybe like once a month or every two weeks that is more like, hey, let's just have an organic, hey, how's the updates? How's how's ad spy going? How's your uh, (coughs) status list going? Is that, yep. is that still PDF going all, all these little things and, and just getting a general update on those. But I think like at a once, maybe like once a month, it's every couple of weeks, instead of it being kind of integrated in with these other topics, I think might be a little easier for us to do and have, can actually workshop some things a bit more when we're focused on a problem. So if you run into, Hey, I had a load of consulting work and I didn't really do anything on it this week. It doesn't leave the show kind of in this weird, Hey, what's going on with Nate type. Of thing. <laughs> Just drop my ball on that, that side of things. No, I think that sounds great. And that way people don't get too tired of me talking to <laughs> I think that's both of us. We're both like a little, I don't think we're, I wouldn't say self-conscious about it, but we're just like, are we, is there anything that's really that interesting about it? It's interesting to me. It's interesting to you, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, but and at least if they're that's not why they're here, and that's not why they find the podcast very interesting, which I could see, like some people in different stages. That's some of the feedback I've gotten. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's interesting," but I already have an idea, and I'm working on it. So this, all these episodes on ideation and markets, like, mm-hmm. eh, not that interesting to me. I mean, so they can skip those ones, and and maybe bringing on our guests and other things, and I think we could still have people join us on our journey with that without necessarily being inundated with exactly where your stage might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that sounds good. Cool. So it sounds like we have some new ideas for form. We already have some guests lined up, so that'll be a neat way to integrate that in and mix some things up for us. So hopefully we'll get a little more feedback. Maybe we'll leave that open. It's what searching mm-hmm. slash feedback. We'll also leave that in the show notes. So maybe we'll leave it open another week. People want to, contribute to that and help drive what the future of searching for SaaS might be. Anything else on, on our podcast about our podcast? No, it's been lots of fun. Can't believe it's 18 already. Looking forward to the rest. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're adults now, right? 18 adults can drink, (laughs) can drink it, drink in Canada, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, Not here yet. Three more, three more in the U S so we can drink. (laughs) (laughs) Come to Canada. Cool. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Nate. See ya. Bye.
Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share with a friend. We're new to this podcasting thing, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. Tweet us at Searching for SAS on Twitter. That's Searching, the number four, SAS. Or send an email to searchingforsass at gmail.com. See you next week. Thank you.